opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This has been an ACB Community Call. Community Call was hosted on Tuesday, 10 October, 2023. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Unmute. We just want to give you a couple announcements here at the top, and we have a few extra today. But first, we're going to get through everyone's first hands first, give everyone the first opportunity to answer their questions. If we get through everyone, we'll take second questions. Also, please be respectful so that everyone can get their questions answered with the same respect you would want. And as we all know, there are no dumb questions. So feel free to ask away any tech questions you may have. We have games to play with Lady A right immediately following this. So go check that out if that's something you're interested in. Tonight, we've got Mac Bytes with Bits with Brad and Company. That's at 5 p.m. West Coast time and 8 p.m. East Coast time. Check today's community email for all the details to check that out. And with me today, I've got Michael Doyce. How you doing, Michael? Doing great, Marty. Good to be here. Got any announcements on your end for us today? Always. So we are working on a transition process for IACast Radio. So it's going to be going to a new location. Don't worry, all of your links will work. We are working on an update to the iAccessibility app with some neat new features. So that's coming very soon, later this week, in fact. And we have the new radio station makes it more automated for us. So you're always going to be up to date with new content 24-7. So very exciting stuff. And we're doing some new shows. In fact, we're... We're starting a new business-related show on the network called Bizability, and that should be out later this week. So check that out. It's all about business working, you know, as a blind entrepreneur and things like that. So very exciting stuff. And we're also, you know, still doing all the regular podcasts. So we also have, if we haven't talked about it before. We have our Apple show, the iCast on the network. So very exciting. We've talked about up, how to update your iPhone and when to update your iPhone. And last week we, we had several talks about the discussions about the iPhone 15 Pro Max and a few other, you know, the iPhone overheating issues. So ch- go check that out. And that's the latest on the iCast side and part of the network. So there you go, Marty. Awesome. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. Question of the day today, Windows users, do you prefer NVDA or JAWS? And what do you like or hate about whichever one you're using? And with that being said, we also have Michael Babcock with us. Hey, Michael, how's it going? Hey, Marty. It's going great. I appreciate everyone's patience while we get through these. It seems like the announcements get longer. And Marty has something cool to share with you guys in a moment when I am done giving you a quick rundown of some of the content. I'll skip over the ones that Michael already mentioned, so you don't have to hear twice of those. Earlier today, Michael published IACast 198. And in this episode, it is the Made by Google and their thoughts about that. Yesterday, Demasi and I shared Technically Working 29 or TW29, new hardware parallels and audio setups. And just a hint into that, Demasi got me to buy something. So we'll have to see and share that experience. And I'm looking at Devin Think. On Sunday, I posted a quick audio file called Controlling Your Control Center. If you're like, they keep mentioning these control center. I've heard about this control center on my phone. How do I get there? How do I navigate it and use it? So definitely check that out. Lynn published a Friday Finds episode, which had, of course, AI discussion, accountability, and more information about some of your alerts that are available on your mobile device. 
On Thursday, we published the Unmute Presents State of the Union, which is a behind the scenes where Marty, Michael, and I sit down and give people a brief overview of what's new for that last month in IACast. And then lastly, uh, my second edition of my Contacts Deep Dive. Hint, tomorrow I'm doing something else related to contacts on the Shell Phone Show was published. And this is how to get details about your contacts. So if you're a Blind Shell Classic 2 user, check that out. And if you want to get all of this content, you're like, I can't keep it straight. I don't understand what to do. Just subscribe to the IACast network and you'll get everything or you can go pick out the content you want. Speaking of picking out content you want, Marty, what else do you want to mention before we get to these several hands? And thanks again for your patience. Yep. So we wanted to let everyone know we now are going to have a membership with Unmute. And what that means starting out is we're going to do a once a month, which is going to be the first Monday of the month where you come in to Zoom with us and we can answer your tech questions. Sometimes we'll have a specific topic. So that's going to be a membership. That's going to be for people only who are paid members. So it'll be an extra Zoom outside of this regular Zoom meeting, which you can still attend this if you want. But if you want extra, you can check that out. You can find out all that information at unmute.show forward slash plus. And Michael Babcock, you want to see anything else before we kick off these questions? Sheila, who's our first hand? Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Hello. Good afternoon, everybody. How are you? So this is a very... I'm well, thank you. How's, how are you? We're doing good. We're doing good. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. I, there is a conundrum. It's a very basic one. I want to know if it's something to do with ACB, the connection with ACB, or the phone, because my friend is on right now. He is unable to unmute. He knows how to. He has voiceover. It's talking to him. He's pressing it, and the buttons are being activated, and like they're being pressed. You know, the sound is coming through, and he cannot get through. He can raise and lower his hand. But unless if so, in other words, he got on an ACB call that was not muted when you join. And if it was unmuted when he joined, no problem. Once he gets muted, he can't unmute. And when he joins into this call right now, he's unmuted and can't unmute. He's been on the phone with Apple Accessibility. They can't seem to figure out what's wrong. Didn't know if you had heard of this or anybody else in ACB, because I had a weird issue, too. And you, you gentlemen had told me that other people had experienced it and, you know, you helped me fix it. And I sent an email to Zoom and all, and they helped fix it. But this is not Zoom. This is one tap mobile, just to be clear. Any insights? Well, he is not here at this time. Yeah, so he's not here at this time, at least. And so if he can raise his hand, that means the tones are being picked up. If he's, since he's not able to unmute, if he tried to unmute when Sheila was asking him to earlier, it has nothing to do with the way that the Zoom accounts are configured because this is its own Zoom account. It's not an ACB account. Well, Michael, he did just join again, so he is back. Okay. And what was his name again? Felipe. Yes, he tries to sign out and sign back in to see if that will work. Perfect. So Felipe... Felipe, if you can try pressing star six to see if you can unmute, go ahead and try to interrupt us if uh, you are able to. Do you know, Lisa, if Felipe and accessibility restarted his phone? I don't know if they did that. That's a good question. Felipe, That's where I would start because it seems like something is is not getting picked up. And of course, he wants to press star six with the same fluidity that he presses star nine. So if there's too he much does. of a delay, then that could cause it not to answer. But those are the only suggestions. Yes, he understands that. Is yes, he, he using voiceover? That's a good idea. So, yes, he is using voiceover. So that definitely would be a single finger double tap. So if he yes. is new to that. No, he knows how to do it. He can raise his hand just like he can, you know, to mute and right. unmute, but the mute and yep. unmute won't work. It does it. The raise and lower is no problem. So one last thing. Oh, go ahead. Uh, oh, one last thing on, I want to mention. One last thing I want to mention is I had, I was using a call-in system once. And one thing that it seemed to have trouble with is speakerphone, the, the call-in system that I was using. So I wonder if you cover the, the speaker or have a way to kind of, put it in the that the top speaker mode and then dial the numbers i wonder if that makes a difference but i have seen that on certain call-in systems if you have it on speakerphone it it caused trouble for me on this one system so i'm wondering if that could make a difference 
So he, it is an iPhone 14, just to let you know, a new iPhone 14, a few months old. And it's not refurbished. We found that out. And so you're, so you're saying, what if he uses like the wired headphones? Right. To try it with wired headphones, that that may be better because it does seem to be some issue there. He's thinking with the speaker. It could be. Yeah, I would try it with wired headphones too, especially if restarting the phone didn't work. Now, Once to this, restart the phone, also, new... I would suggest checking updates and make sure that his Zoom is updated. He did. Okay. He's, well, he didn't do iOS 17 yet because he's waiting on that just to make sure it's all programmed to work out. Does he need to do iOS 7? I mean, I don't have iOS No, he doesn't need to update to iOS 17 right now. He doesn't need okay. to. But I would How try, like they said, restarting the phone and see if that helps anything. Terrific, terrific. And he How can do it with Siri. In? Just tell him to activate Siri and say, restart this device. It'll confirm that. He says yes, and then it will just restart the whole device and bring it back to the desktop. So, Oh, I didn't know that. Or back to the home back. screen, That's I should terrific. say. Thank you. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Thank All you. All right. Good luck. Right. Hello, can I can I can I can I interrupt for a moment, please? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Is your hand yeah. up? No, I can't put my hand up. That's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. That's okay. why I wanted to interrupt. Yep. Are I, you on a mobile phone or are you on No, I'm on the computer. I'm on the computer okay. and on I cannot Windows? I'm using Windows and I'm using the latest JAWS and I cannot do Alt Y or Alt A or any of those shortcut keys. I can I can unmute by hitting enter and you know and then I can I can mute again by hitting enter and I can do alt U but I cannot do alt Y and I cannot do alt A and I don't know what else I can't do. Don't have any other suggestions what I'd recommend doing is if you haven't yet try leaving and coming back and then we can also help you there. The mm -hmm. other thing is yeah that's the only option I'd have for you. No, it never works. I okay. I I try different events and my shortcut keys don't work. Then it's possible Zoom is having some issues. I'm I don't have an answer on you on that, and unfortunately, I I wouldn't be able to help there. Is it a Zoom issue? I, I don't know because I don't know what's going on with your with your setup. Other people are not having that issue, so I'm not sure what exactly is going on. Okay, <clears throat> well, I, I just just one more question, please. Then who can I go to to see if send, I can find out? Send an email to access at zoom.us. Send an email to access. Say that again, please. Yep. Access at zoom.us. Okay. Thank you. No worries. Who do we got next, Sheila? Kenneth. Hey, Kenneth. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, Hello. I'm Kenneth Mitchell. Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good this afternoon. Hope everyone else is doing all right. Yeah. So a year, more than a year ago, last July, I bought me a, uh, my fourth iPhone. I got an iPhone SE third generation. And a couple months into using this phone, I had trouble with the telephone itself. All right. When I make a call on the telephone, as soon as the other party answers, or if I get a, generally in many, many cases, I'm working with organizations which they put forth a, a menu to you. The, the voiceover, the speakerphone, the speaker on the phone and the piece on the earphone all drop extremely low. And it's almost, you know, one time out of 10, does the volume up button work to bring up the volume? Do you Otherwise, use voiceover? Very, I'm using voiceover, yeah. So one thing that's important to know when you're on a phone call, when you have the phone up to your ear, it'll come out of the earpiece. But when you take it away from your ear, it automatically switches. Yeah, but, but to I, I've, I've already experienced, I already know that. And when I make the call, I'm at least... 12 inches away from the phone when I'm when I'm dialing and when it answers. All right. Mm -hmm. So I'm not setting up. I'm not triggering that earphone at all. OK. All right. So... Now, I've I've gone. I've called many times Apple accessibility. They've never fixed the problem. I've gone now four times, four times for the same issue to the Apple store to visit these great individuals called the Genius Bar. And. Three of the four times they tried to patch something together and said, okay, this is no, and it didn't work. The last time, because all the time they run all the software tests, all the hardware tests, you know, you got to be updated to the latest iOS system. Oh, and then they spend forever looking in their manuals, trying to see what they can figure out what the answer is, and they don't come up with it. All right. So the last time, which is two weeks ago, 
They said, okay, we found a hardware problem. Your speaker phone doesn't work. Your speaker, your speaker's bad. We can't repair it. So we're going to give you a replacement phone. So they gave me the exact same phone. They took every, so the phone, they took everything off. They put on all of their software. All right. They did not restore anything from my Wi-Fi. I mean, not my Wi-Fi, my cloud, iCloud backup. And then they refreshed all the applications. And then they, but they did bring my data back on it. All right. And for the first, I got home for the first few days, it worked okay. And then once again, same problem. So I called them up again, a couple Apple accessibility. And they said, well, first thing is you need to, because I, I, I only had the iOS 16, whatever it was. They said, you need to do it 17 because there's likely to be a fix in this. This is a brand new, you know, this is not just an update. Mm-hmm. This is a big upgrade. So I went through all that process. I have the 17 on there, calling it the same problem, calling them back. So they said, well, then there's possibly two more things. First of all, you need to make sure you're connected, because maybe it's the connection. So I went through the process of testing both individually, the Wi-Fi connection and the cellular phone connection. No problems with that. So now they're saying the only possibility is that you you have we have to put everything back on the phone new and you can't put your data. You've got to re-enter all your data once once you have all the uh, all the everything back. All right. Now this is after a year of of turmoil and experience, and I don't know how many calls to Apple accessibility, and I've been to the score four times. Am I going to believe them on this? All right. Do I have enough faith, and do I have enough gumption to do the work to record all my data so it can be all new software, and then? put the all new data back on. And I've calculated it's going to take me six to seven hours to take every piece of data that I have in my apps and record it on my recorder. And then I figure it's going to take anywhere from 15 to 17 hours of time for me to then re-enter that data if the phone, in fact, will will then work. Now, should I believe this? And then the other possibility is if that doesn't work, then they don't have an answer. And I'm sure they don't want to confront that issue. Apple, I mean. So it sounds like what you're experiencing is something that I have experienced on my iPhone 12. And that is where the volume of both, and and correct me if I'm wrong, the volume of both both voiceover and the phone call goes super low when you actually are trying to make a speaker call. Pressing the volume up button does not tend to do anything. Is that correct? Right. Okay. That's correct. That's correct. Now, if I plug the earphones in, Mm -hmm. I'll... I can hear it, but that doesn't, I I can't do that on the street. And I'm I'm making many calls and stuff on the street. I cannot hear it. And it cost me a tremendous, not only time, but total total disruption to what I'm trying to do with my work. I mean, it's really cost me big time to have that failure. I completely get that. I, first of all, full transparency, probably do not have an answer to solve your problem for you today, especially if Apple has, has tried quite a bit. What I would try in your instance, the next time that happens to see if it makes a difference is if you use the three press of the home button to turn voiceover off, have you tried to turn voiceover off while on speaker and then see if you're able to adjust the volume at that point? No, I have not. That would be the next step that I would try to see if that makes a difference, because I wonder if there's an issue with the audio ducking with voiceover and you're, it's ducking your phone call when it should not. What do you mean by audio duck? That I'm, I'm not familiar with what that audio, concept Audio is. ducking lowers the sound of background audio while voiceover is talking to make it easier to hear. So how I would test that is next time it happens to you, try turning voiceover off with three presses of the home button. Right. If that's yeah. not set up, you can go in and set up your accessibility shortcut in settings. And then okay. try to adjust the volume up or down and see if that adjusts the volume of the speakerphone. And then you can go ahead and turn voiceover back on. Not ideal but that's the next step that I would personally try. All right, so that so you're suggesting try this trick to see if I can deceive the phone to to getting the volume up. All right, yep. I understand. Yep. Yeah. So give that a try and hopefully that works for you, Kenneth, okay? <laughs> all right. Well, that's uh, hopefully that worked a lot better than taking all the data off and then having to put it back <laughs> on. <laughs> that that's what I would try before I tried to do all of that. So, appreciate your question and feel free to let us know if that helps at all. All right. Well, and thank you, you for that day. advice. I appreciate your time. No worries. Sheila, who's next? Judy. Hey, Judy. Hey there. Hi, guys. 
So I have an iOS 17 question. It's really it's more of an annoyance and curiosity than something that's glitchy because I basically love the update and it's fixed all the Siri issues. So there are times when I either send a text to somebody or get a text from somebody and their name won't show up. It's their phone number. So this morning I texted somebody. It went out as her phone number. She texted me back. It's her name. Makes no difference if the thread, if the conversation continues, if I close the app and open it. Saturday night, I got a bunch of texts and I actually had to use the Lady A and ask her the area code so I knew who it was. No rhyme or reason at all. I've actually had this issue. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. You go to text someone and it shows the phone number, not their name. Right. So what's worked for me to solve the problem, and this actually was in 16 and 17, I would either quit out of messages and reopen it up again. And usually yes. that'll update to the, as long as the information of the person you're talking to is in your contacts with their name and all that stuff. Right. Then if I quit out of messages, which is like slide up and actually do a three finger swipe up to quit messages and then go back to the messages icon and reopen messages, it'll right. update all the phone numbers to match the contact, then it will say their name instead of the phone number. And if for whatever weird reason that doesn't work, I'll restart my phone and then that will solve the problem. Well, I restart my phone regularly. What I did do the first time was I actually added it to existing contacts and I thought that worked, but it didn't. So it still, it still continues to happen consistently. And I guess it, it does fix it if I, if I close it, but why does it happen initially? That's what I, that's what I, I think there's some sort of a glitch in the system between the texting and the actual connecting to the contact. And so like when you quit the app and reopen it again, it solves itself. I know that's not like a good solution, but at least it solves itself. I mean, it would be terrible if it didn't solve itself. Right. Yeah. Because like I said, I mean, it it just Saturday night, I, I, I couldn't figure out who was who. Because it was just a bunch of a bunch of random numbers, and not all of them. That's the thing, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's not just all of so them. So weird and random. usually it's a, it's a new the first time you do a contact with text messaging, for whatever reason. But the way it's worked for me, like I said, is go to App Switcher, do a three yeah. finger swipe up to close yeah. the app that'll quit it, and then go to the icon to reopen it up again. Messages right. and that resolves it. Okay. At least yeah, it resolves I, it for me anyway. Right, yeah, well, it has. I just, I, you know, I would want to know why it's happening at all. I mean, I know people have had this with, with previous versions. It had never happened to me before. So, okay. I, I mean, that does work, but it's just annoying when it first happens that I get a text from somebody and I don't know who it is, even though. I, I, I agree with contacts. you. Yeah, so, I agree. Okay. I totally to that frustration. <laughs> so hopefully it's something that can get resolved soon. Thanks for jumping in. All right. Thanks. Restoria. Hi, Restoria. I have an Android phone, but the problem is also I blocked a person from my Windows contact and Outlook. I want to know how to restore that contact. So if I understand correctly, you deleted someone out of your contacts and now you want to bring them back? they're, They're still there. But I, you know, how you just block. Gotcha. So you, you, I see. And you did this on your Windows computer or your Android phone? Yeah, yeah, my Windows computer. In Outlook? But the message is still on my Android phone, but I can't receive any messages from the individual. And how did you block them on Windows? What did you do? I went to the main website, you know. I looked.com and clicked on it and I said block sender. Uh, gotcha. So you block them on outlook.com's website. Mm-hmm. So if you give me a moment and you stick around, I will figure out exactly how to unblock a sender. Just bear with me a couple of minutes and then I can give you those directions. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Actually, real quick, I'll I'll give her this answer real quick and I'll run through these steps because I found it. So it looks like if you go to Outlook and you click on the menu and then you go down to you go down to all Outlook settings at the bottom. So you have to go down there. And then after you go into all Outlook settings, 
choose the option that says junk email. And then once you've clicked on junk email, there's an option in there that says blocked senders. If you go down to the block senders list or section in junk mail, you should be able to delete their name or email address from that section. So that's where I would check is under the all settings, junk mail, and then look under the block senders list. And then I'm, and then I'll be able to unblock her there. You should be able to. So that's where okay. I would check first. Okay, thanks. No worries. Sorry, Sheila, who is next? Rich. Hey, Rich. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing fine. Uh, first of all, um, as far as as far as uh, NVIDIA and JAWS, I was a JAWS user at work, but I've been retired for 15 years, and I just didn't want to pay for it anymore. So I started using. Actually, I used System Access until they went out, and started using NVDA because you just make a small monthly donation; it's cheaper. And for my home use, NVDA works fine. The only complaint I have with is when you're filling out a form online. Sometimes when you tab from box to box, it doesn't always tell you where you are, and you have to sometimes go back and tinker with it. But other than that, I don't have any real complaints. My question is, and this is, I'm going to start with the mind shell, but I'll, it'll kind of pertain to everything else. But uh, when I first got my blind shell, I, you know, used my internet browser and I, uh, you know, figured out how to clear the history and I cleared it just so I knew how. And I've gone for several months and I haven't cleared it, not going down or anything. But my question is, not just on the phone, but on, on any phone or on, on computers now, is there any set uh, time when you have to do a cleanup, like, like clear your history, or does it even matter? Because I, I remember on the you know the old Windows XP days, if if you had if you if your system started slowing down, you, you'd clear your history and clean up. But anymore, it seems like it doesn't seem to matter. Now on my email, I I, I delete my uh, my deleted items and, and you know my my. Mm-hmm. My box and my my uh, deleted box or in my trash folder, I delete those like once a week. Yeah. Is there really, I've, I've tried to read up on it, and is there really a set, you guys might have a, you know, since you're dealing with it all the time, is there really a set uh, system for like when and when not to do cleanups? So I don't know about Marty and Michael, and I'm sure they'll have opinions too. I typically clean up my history and and browsing data when I'm encountering a problem with a web page or I'm trying to do something that isn't working properly on the web. With the way that cloud storage is nowadays, it's really, in my opinion, not necessary unless, of course, for privacy reasons, you want to do that as well. And then, yeah, that's that's really my opinion on that. Michael or Marty, do you have thoughts? Yeah, on mine. Well, I'm a Mac user, first of all, but I have software that does all that stuff. And so I run it, I don't know, once a month or so just to do like a cleanup and go through and just make sure everything is good and there's no junk hanging around or anything. So I do it about once a month and typically I'll do it, you know, like early Sunday morning or maybe in the middle of the night, something like that. When I'm not really doing anything else, I could just get it going and walk away kind of a thing. Yeah. I, I do similar things like once a month or whenever I notice some performance issues, that's when I really go in and make, you know, clear out that kind of stuff. There you go. So when you start noticing issues is really seems to be the consistent answer. Okay. Thanks a lot for your question. Who do we got next, Sheila? Jamaica. Hey, Jamaica. Yes. <clears throat> My question is about notifications on the computer. It says my notifications are 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 over are over overflowing. What does that mean? And do I need to be figuring something out about that? Are you on Mac or Windows? I'm on Windows Windows. 10. Yep, yep. So if I'm understanding you correctly, Jamaica, when you're using your tab key to navigate your Windows computer, one of the times you hit it, you hear something that says something like a notification overflow. Is that correct? Well, it's actually when I pull my when I pull my computer up, it's mm-hmm. it, it that's that's where that's where it said that that it was that it was over that it was overflowing. So, so 
So I don't think it's overflowing in the amount of there's too many notifications that your computer can't handle. What I think is happening is it's telling you that you have the Windows notification overflow section, which is a section that doesn't visually show up on the screen that allows notifications and items to go in there. If you are concerned about it on Windows 10, hold the Windows key down and tap the letter A, and that should take you into your notifications so you can go through and clear them all out. And if you still see that after you clear all your notifications, then really what that means is there's too many apps on here for me to show you on screen. So here's the overflow area where I'll put the extra app notifications. Okay. Thank you so much. No worries. Who do we got next, Sheila? Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Deborah Jackson, you're still muted. All right, we'll go to Jewel and we'll come back to Deborah. Hello, Jewel. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Oh, oh go ahead, Deborah. We'll go with you real quick and then come and follow up with Jewel. What's up, Deborah? Okay, Soundscape, the app. I had updated it, deleted it, and updated it because it kept saying it was work, working offline, right? Mm-hmm. And so yesterday I updated it. And I was at the, what, the, what we have called the aquarium. Where it's like where you see all the fish in the tank, like yeah. the traps and stuff. Where I was surprised is show me where the trash can is, where the bathroom is, and stuff like that, right? And so when I caught an Uber to go to my next destination, well, it used to have where it would say which street I'm on and, and what, you know, big location like school or you know, a restaurant or something like that, right? But they'll tell me where I'm going, you know, like I'm, you know. So, mm-hmm. but when I update it, they only tell me where I'm at inside the, the the museum. And, but it won't do that, you know? And I like to know where I'm going, like when I'm in Uber, you know, which way they're going and everything, like if I'm going to get kidnapped, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely and understand. So, it, so I it, it's not doing it. All it's saying is parking lot, parking lot, parking lot, cross Marty, rock, cross rock. Marty or Michael, do either of you use the redesigned soundscape? If not, I have a recommendation. I do not. I do not, but I've heard great things about two different apps. And it's important to notice that the original soundscape app from Microsoft has been discontinued. And yep. offline, I believe the off the online mode has been removed. The there is a new Soundscape community app that is available that has the same interface. There's also an app called Voice Vista, and they both run on the same code that that Microsoft used to create Soundscapes. So I would look at one of those two. But what was your recommendation, Michael? Yeah, so I was going to kind of say the same thing. So Soundscape has been discontinued by Microsoft. So if you've downloaded a new version of Soundscape that potentially could be Soundscape Community and it's not giving you the feedback that you'd like and settings to enable that feedback are not available in settings for that app, I would try Voice Vista. So that's the app that I used. It's based on the same concept of Soundscape, but I find it to be more intuitive to navigate and interact with. And that does specifically tell me while I'm walking. I don't. I can't tell you about while I'm in a vehicle, but while I'm walking, it will tell me what streets I'm coming up to and what directions those streets go in. And Voice Vista is free. So hopefully that helps you there, Deborah. And uh, feel free to give that a try. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. No worries. Sheila, Jewel. After we go with Jewel, can we check in with Brad? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm watching Brad. Go ahead, Jewel. Hey guys, I hope you're all doing well. No worries, you as well. Thanks. I'll mention that I am a JAWS user. There's nothing I hate or dislike about NVDA, just for JAWS. But my favorite thing about JAWS is a newer feature, which is the automatic switch between languages for Braille. Love that. Yeah. That is an awesome feature. So with my e-reader, I can switch between English and Japanese, English and Spanish, all that good stuff. The question I have, though, is two parts. The first question is about a program for Windows. If you know of any programs for very quick unzipping of files other than BARD files, obviously we have BARD Express for that. I was wondering if there's anything that like I could select files and just 
unzip them all at once into new folders. Have you tried selecting multiple files and right-clicking them to unzip? And will it do that? Because that's where I would start. It will let me do one at a time. I have Mm. not been able to do multiple files, uh, multiple zipped files at a time. Also, I like to unzip into a new folder so I can move all the unzipped files together. So I, I would prefer that each unzipped file get its own folder. And I've not found anything that will unzip into its own new folder. That takes a lot of time if I do it myself. Michael D., yeah, any once suggestions I get to like, from you? Not once I get any... to like 10 files, it gets pretty time intensive. And and this is on, on Windows, correct? Yes, using JAWS also, if that helps at all. I'm using Windows 10 at this point. So I, I will be honest, I'm terrible at... at uncompressing things i've always used the built-in windows explorer zip Mm -hmm. tools i haven't used other things so that's basically all i've used in the past there used to be an app called winrar i wonder if that Mm. exists still but it used to be an app called winrar that used to be really good at doing unzipping and that kind of thing i just don't know if winrar was great i don't know i don't know how do you spell that what how do you spell that I think it's W-I-N-W-A-R, I think, maybe? No, R-A-R. W-O-R-A-R. How do you spell it? W-I-N-R-A-R. R-A-R, okay. Yeah, I think we should just go back to the days of WinZip. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Was that able to unzip multiple files like that? I haven't used it in a really, really long time, but when it was available, it was a great app, and I think they've updated it recently. I think that's what I used to use when I was new to bookshare and stuff um, i may have missed it but did you say if yeah. have you tried seven zip i have not is that the number seven in the zip seven dash zip i believe is how okay. it's spelled and that is that can unzip multiple files do you I'm, know i'm not mo- sure um, but okay yeah because i know how to do the you know native windows explorer unzipping I, I have no problem with that it's just when i get to like 10 files or more it takes a long time yeah. Uh, it would be a lot like if I was to use a Victor Vita stream, for example, or, you know, I'm unzipping and to put into my Braille display or something. It just takes a lot of time to unzip each one. I would try so one I of those just, and see if uh, you have any. Yeah, I'll to look at those. The other part of the question is about programs in general for Windows. Do you know of anything that is similar to Apple Viz for Windows apps, by chance? Yes. Somebody who if reviews you... apps? Awesome. Yeah, if you give me a couple of minutes, Jewel, I will find the website that will give awesome. you reviews of web of apps, and uh, we'll go on to the next question. But I'll find that for you, you and mention it at the end. Awesome! Yep. Thank you so much. No worries. All right, Mr. Brad, what you got for us? We have well, it's either Tony, but it's most likely DJ. Go ahead and unmute DJ. Well, howdy! <laughs> Thank you. In regards to Judy's concern about the issue with the contacts. Your number appearing. I've had this happen. So what I did was I went to the person who was in my contact, and I would slide down there, swipe down there, and right in the midst of that person's contact, in one of those fields, it will say "theory found in contacts," and it would give the phone number, the person in the phone number. What I would do is I would double tap on that, and then when I would go back into the message. The person's number, which was in the message field when I would text them the message, would no longer be in there. It would just be their name. So, I'm sorry, what was your question there, DJ? No, it wasn't a question. It was in reference Uh, to Judy's concern about the person's contact number mm -hmm. being in the text field. Mm -hmm. So, what I did, because I had this happen to me recently, and so what I did was I went into my contacts in, inside my phone, in, inside the phone app, went into the contacts, tapped on that person's name, and in the field, in the and then I did an edit field. I did an edit. In that edit field, there will say something to the effect of Siri found in contacts. Mm-hmm. And then it would either give their email or their phone number. In this particular case, it was phone number. So what I did was I double tapped on that. And then when I came out, it exited out of the edit field and went back into my 
message field where the person I had texted, it was no, the number didn't no longer appear. It was their name, just their name. So that's gotcha. how I got rid of the number. Like, you know how sometimes in your message field, yes. if you're texting somebody like what she was saying, yep. and the number appears, and yeah, that's how I got rid of the num- Perfect. number. The, yeah. That's how I got rid yeah, of it. So, I see what you're saying there. I think the person was already in yeah. her contacts, though, so that wouldn't show up because they yes. were already saved there. But I, I have seen that yeah. a couple of times, and that will help you with being able to add people to your contacts where Siri has found that information. Yeah. So appreciate it, DJ. Awesome. Thanks yeah, very much. We appreciate yep. it. Awesome. Yep, yep. In the mix. All right. See ya. All, All right. right. Beth. Hey, Beth. How you doing? You're muted, Beth. Hey. Yeah, I was wondering, last night, I, see, I I recorded it. I'm in a coffee break Bible study, and mom reads my lesson. And I, I wanted to go back. I always have to use when it says, because I use voice memos, track position. And it doesn't go back just, you know, maybe a few seconds. It goes back like like if, if the recording is saying three minutes of, it it then goes back to one minute and it it does say rewind also, but I try that and it doesn't even rewind. It seems like I'm not. There's like, a couple maybe things that doing... you can do. I'm pretty sure you can go into the settings and you can adjust the back and the forward buttons to the specific time. Like it has 15 seconds, 30 seconds. So maybe check inside the settings and see if you can change how far or how little they go back, either on the forward or the back button. The other thing you can do is you're going to see the play. You know, there's like a, a, it's called a scrubber, which goes across while something's playing. If you put your finger on that and you flick up either once or flick down, it'll make it go either forward or backward. If, If you double click and hold on it, you can actually slide your finger either forward or back, wherever you kind of want to let it go. So try those things. When you're doing the rewind, like you mean, then, then, then you flick your finger. Yeah. On the little scrubber, you can either do a flick up once or a flick down once, or you can do a double click and hold and slide it where you want to slide it to. Okay. But I would also check the settings to see if you can lessen the amount of time for the rewind and the fast forward buttons. Yeah, and not not have to use track position because then it goes back too far, and then, then I never get things done. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. Try that. Okay. Hey, Thanks, well, Beth. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. All right, Brad, you got another one? Yes, we have Jane on stage. Jane, go ahead and unmute. Hey, Jane. We are not hearing Jane. All right, we, we'll go to the next one, muted. and then Brad, if if she gets unmuted. Holler. All right, I'll let you put know. Your hand, put your hand back up. <laughs> Christy. Hello, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. The question I have, it's a two-parter. The question I have, my husband and I are having problems with, like, he goes to send a message or something with Siri, and it won't, it cuts off, like, when it's reading back to him what he says. It cuts off, and before it finishes reading back to him, and it's like it freezes, so he's got to redo it. Is that a bug that's going on with Siri as usual? It it can be. Yeah, it's in 17, yeah. Yep. Yes. And yes. so, okay, so that is a bug that's going on with Siri as usual. So yes. anyway, so, and then the other part of the question is, is I'm having an issue, and I looked on Apple Vision, it sounds like, this is something also that's a bug with 17. They have all these fancy new sounds, which is fine. I can actually change my ringtone to some of, to my purchase tones that I have, but I cannot change my text tone to any of my purchase tones. The purchase tones do not show up on the sound, you know, sound and haptic thing. There was an update recently and there was some sound issues. Uh, they removed this new sounds they were going to put in. Michael D had some info on this. Do you remember what was going on with that, Michael? So this is a little different. The betas did remove the sounds. They put them back. I have heard, and I was just about to look into this, but I have heard that on 17.0, people were reporting that their purchase sounds were not showing up. I'm looking at my phone now because I have several. 
And uh, well, see. and mine are showing up, but they show up in the ringtone sets and like, like, okay, if you want to change the ringtone to something, yes, mm-hmm. it's there. But if you want to change your text tone, you know, none of my, the few alert tones I bought showed up, but I have a lot more ringtones than I do alert tones. But it used to be that you could use, whether it was titled as a ringtone or alert tone, you could use either one of those for either a ringtone, text tone, whatever. But now I can't access any of my purchased ringtones when I'm trying to change my text tone sound. Right. And mine's download. There is a download tone purchase I did tones. that. Okay. Yeah, I did that. So it might have to be something they fix in an update if you're not seeing what's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's been that way for forever. So it's not, hasn't, it obviously hasn't been fixed because, like I said, oh, it shows them all when I'm, because you know, when you go to gen, you're going to have to go to sounds and have picks, and then it, it shows the different things, ringtone, mm-hmm. text tone. Well, yep. ringtone, everything's there. Well, text tones, nothing's there except a few quote-unquote alert tones that I bought that were specifically called alert tones. But none of my purchased ringtones show up on the change text tone screen. Especially if other users are facing that, that could just be an issue that we may not have an answer for you on. And okay. I can relate to your frustration. Might not hurt to drop Apple a message, either give them a call and let them know that's the issue and see if it's something they can I fix. I did in the that and they said, oh, well, I, I did that. And then, oh, well, we're not aware of anything going on. Like, okay, people, y'all are never aware of anything going on. But anyway. Well, thanks for your question today. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, hopefully it'll get fixed in the future. Sheila, who oh. is next? Okay, we have 10 minutes. Brad, did Jane get unmuted? Yes, Jane appears to be unmuted. Go ahead, okay. Jane. Yay, now it works. Maybe. <laughs> no, I, I know. I, I do dabble in Windows 11 sometimes, I guess, if I have to use Windows 11. The last time I did that, I I can't no longer exit out of Microsoft Edge and there's so much stuff on like the before your well there's a start menu and then there's your task bar thingy and then there's other stuff that I'm not like a co-pilot I don't know what that is and just unfamiliar icons <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. and I don't know how I got them but I so, don't know how to get rid of them so two things and then I'll kind of gloss over these real quick because we do have a couple of hands in only a few minutes Copilot is an option that's in the new Windows update. If you haven't yet, go listen to last week's Technically Working because Jeff goes through and gives some suggestions on how you can disable a lot of that extraneous information in Windows that you may not need and try changing some of your settings to the way Jeff explains it. And that may help. And hold Alt and Q when in Edge for about two seconds, and that should exit Edge for you. Okay, because I was doing Alt F4, and obviously... Yes, try try holding Alt Q and see if that fixes it for you. Thanks, Jane. All right, Brad, who's next? We have Mark from Montreal. Go ahead, Mark. Good day, guys. Mark, Montreal. Hey, how you doing? Or comment, first of all, I have heard people using the beta of 17, whatever the 17.1, those problems with the ringtones are corrected in 17.1 so they will come back in your text tones that's what earl and i were discussing last week he knows people who are using the bait of 17.1 right now and that seems an issue that is resolved so you can look forward to that in the update whenever it comes before the end of the month my question is i'm using hearing aids i'm using procom pilot pro 2 whatever hearing aids they work great But I have an issue with Bluetooth latency when you're trying to say, for example, get the with seeing AI. That's my bad impersonation. It it doesn't catch up in time. And so you miss trying to line up the barcode. I'm assuming that the only resolution is to turn off the hearing aids and just use the phone normally because the latency problem is always going to be there. Yep. Disconnect that Bluetooth because there's always going to be latency with Bluetooth there, Mark. 
So whenever you use the seeing AI or anything that gives you a tone, turn off the hearing aids and just use it that way. Yep, that's what I would try, sir. Thanks a lot. Okay, what about what about visual email? Is there an issue with visual email not working with, or is it a carrier issue with Rogers up here? Or I have not because heard I had to subscribe visual to visual email to get it to work the text yeah, I, thing. I have not personally heard of an issue, so it could be a carrier issue, sir. Okay, thank you much. Much appreciated. No worries. Okay. All right, we've got about five minutes or so. So, who else do we got next, Sheila? Nolan. Hey, Nolan. Hey, I am seriously running into an. I am seriously running into a serious issue with Zoom, and I'm starting to get annoyed. Okay, what's going on? I'm not very happy because now at the bottom, VoiceOver is saying no. At the okay. bottom, it's not supposed to be doing that. Is there mm -hmm. a particular reason why? Because earlier there was like a there was like a speaking like a like a little list of bar like icons mm -hmm. pictures so of people speaking, and it was like blocking part of the screen, and that's why I had trouble getting voiceover to focus on the spot where I need to unmute and it keeps hiding it. Gotcha. So Nolan, I'll give you a, a fix. I don't know why it says no, but I will tell you if you exit this Zoom meeting and then you go into your Zoom settings, you have to be signed into a Zoom account. Under general, I'm sorry, under meetings, there's an option that says always show meeting controls and turn that on and then that bar will stay visible at the bottom of your screen. Okay. So give that a try and uh, let us know if that works for you next week, okay? Okay, thank you for your help, and I appreciate no it. Yep, no I'll problem. Probably, I'll probably reach out. I'll probably reach out to you guys okay. individually if the issue persists, and see if you guys good. can help me further. Perfect. Right. Thanks, Nolan. Let's do one more yep. hand, Sheila. You don't have any. You're done. Oh, All right. Perfect. And on that note, we'll lock it up a little bit early because we got to get something right after this, Games with Lady A. So if you want to do that, go check that out, which is happening immediately after this. As always, Brad, Sheila, thank you so much for everything. We always appreciate you and everybody else. If you want to get a hold of us, you have any questions, comments, or anything like that, you can reach us at feedback at unmute.show. Everyone have a great week, and we'll see you next time. But before we leave, I do want to come follow up real quick because I saw Jules' hand went up, and I did forget to give her the information. The name of the website is Lawfware, L-A-U-F-W-A-R-E.com. So again, Lawfware, L-A-U-F-W-A-R-E.com. Thanks, Thank you. And now we'll see everyone next time. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yep, have a great one. Have a good afternoon, everybody. I'm ending it for all.